Welcome to 7-Minute Torah. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. In this podcast, we explore the weekly Torah portion in about 7 to 10 minutes. We make modern meaning out of ancient texts, exploring them through liberal Jewish eyes. Sometimes it's just me, and other weeks I'm in conversation with another rabbi or a Jewish thought leader. Alright, I am ready to plunge into this week's Parsha. Pun intended. Before we start, two quick reminders. First is that this Sunday, February 5th, I am offering a one-hour Zoom class about Judaism and the environment. It's called How Green Is Your Torah? And we're going to explore what Jewish tradition has to say about the human relationship to the earth. For more information, you can go to laasok.org, L-A-A-S-O-K dot org, and click on How Green Is Your Torah? The second announcement is, speaking of La Sok, that we've created a new weekly letter, weekly email, that contains what I'm calling a taste of Torah, three or four hundred words about the Torah portion from a liberal Jewish thinker or rabbi, a different person every week. The first couple of articles have been really interesting, and we've got lots more really interesting thinkers to come. That comes out every Friday, and if you want to receive it, again, go to laasok.org, L-A-A-S-O-K.org, and just sign up for the newsletter so that you can receive this Taste of Torah and also keep up on what other classes we're offering. I will put all of that into the notes for this episode so you can see it on your podcast app. Now, as I said, let's plunge in, because this week we're reading Bishalach. We read about the moment where the Israelites plunge into the sea and make their way through the parted sea to freedom on the other side. Bishalach starts at Exodus chapter 13, verse 17, and goes through chapter 17, verse 16. This parsha describes a major momentous moment in the Israelite story, and it asks the question of, how do you bring about a major change? The major change is, of course, the Exodus. The parsha begins by describing the Israelites making their way out of Egypt, and then it tells us how they turned toward a place called Piachirot and encamped along the Yamsuf, along the Sea of Reeds. All of this is, of course, setting up the story of what happens at the Red Sea. The Pharaoh has a change of heart and decides to go after the Israelites. So the Israelites are now trapped between the Red Sea on the one hand and the Pharaoh's advancing army on the other hand. It says, that the Israelites were gripped with fear and they cried out to God. And Moses responds to them, Don't be afraid, have no fear, stand by and witness the deliverance of God. And then something very interesting happens. The something interesting that happens next is nothing. In the very next verse, God says to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to go forward. Now, if you look at the Torah's text, Moses has not been crying out exactly. So the commentators look more deeply into this, and they posit that Moses stopped to pray, that Moses was calling out to God to save the people, and that God then calls right back to Moses and says, 
Stop crying out and do something. Lift up your rod and hold your arm out over the sea so that the Israelites may march into the sea on dry ground. In other words, when the rabbis read this story, they understand there to have been a pause between the moment where the Israelites fear for their lives and the moment where they actually start to walk through the sea. And in that pause, they posit that a number of things happened. The first thing that happened, according to the rabbis, is what I said a moment ago. Moses prayed. Moses offered some long, heartfelt deep prayer to God for the deliverance of the people, so much so that God had to say, Moses, stop talking and get a move on. In addition to that, the rabbis say there was some other activity, some wrangling for what would happen next. There are two versions of a midrash that are found in Exodus Rabbah, where the rabbis talk about the various tribes arguing over who will go first. In one version of this midrash, all the tribes want to be first. They all say, I'm going to go into the sea first. I'm going to go into the sea first. And finally, the tribe of Benjamin plunges forward, and the other tribes throw stones at them and try to stop them. And Benjamin is lauded for having actually had the courage to stop arguing and take steps into the sea. The other version of that Midrash, which is the more famous version, is the opposite. It says that all the various tribes didn't want to be first to go in. I won't be the first to go into the sea, they said. And while they were standing deliberating, a man named Nachshon, the son of Aminadab, who was a prince of the tribe of Judah, went forward and became the first to go into the sea. In both of these Midrashic texts, The one who actually takes the plunge is rewarded by God. In the Benjaminite version, the reward is that the city of Jerusalem and the temple will sit in Benjamin territory. In the Nachshon version, the reward is that his descendants, the tribe of Judah, will ultimately have hegemony over Israel and will be the rightful rulers of all Israel. Either way, What's happening in both of these stories is that the person or tribe responsible is being rewarded for taking concrete steps toward making an actual change, toward achieving a goal, in this case the goal of walking through the Red Sea, for stopping arguing, stopping posturing, stopping talking about it, and actually doing it. And that, I think, also plays up the lesson of this Moses story, in which Moses is standing up on top of the mountain, praying, 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 while the Israelites fear the Pharaoh's army. And God essentially says, Moses, shut up. Stop praying. Stop talking to me and go. Hold up your arms and split the sea so that the Israelites can march through on dry ground. And what this made me think of was the idea that's often stated in our society these days, that thoughts and prayers are not enough. There are certain situations that arise that demand action of leaders, that demand that leaders take concrete steps toward making changes, toward bringing about a different outcome than the current one. The parting of the Red Sea maybe is one such situation where the people needed to actually take steps forward and they needed someone to lead them in the direction of taking those steps. Another such situation, sadly, is the epidemic of gun violence that's being seen across the United States right now. 
How often have you heard somebody say recently, we don't care about your thoughts and prayers. Stop talking and do something about it. It sounds a little bit like what God says to Moses in this Parsha. Why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to go forward. What's needed in such a dire situation is leaders of vision and courage. Leaders who can who can see, who can imagine that the world could look different than it does right now, and who are willing to take concrete steps to bring about the changes that they would like to see in the world. Otherwise, you stay in the same situation you were in. You stay on the shore of the Red Sea without crossing it. You continue to see mass shooting after mass shooting when you know that something has to change. Thoughts and prayers are not enough. Matitz ak Eli, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to go forward. I hope someday we'll be looking back on this epidemic of gun violence the way we look at the Red Sea, as something that had to be traversed and that we ultimately made it through to the other side. For now, that's not the case. For now, big changes need to be made. And as a society, we need to develop the vision for how things could be different and then find the courage to take those first steps into the sea. Thanks for listening, everyone. Seven Minute Torah is a production of La Asok, Sacred Texts, Modern Meaning. If you enjoy this program, please consider becoming a sponsor at patreon.com slash 7minutetorah. For more information about upcoming learning opportunities, go to laasoka.org. L-A-A-S-O-K dot org. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. Thanks for listening.